The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am in Newcastle upon time on the northeast coast of England. Today is Thursday, September the 29th. And we're here to have a look at any relevant games from uh, MLB action on Friday, September the 30th. And it's an old man special. I know he doesn't like me saying it, but we've strained his soup and he's ready to go. It's Mr. Moonaf, man. G. Moonaf, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, Malcolm? Uh, ever so closer and closer to the uh, postseason, but still some things left uh, or left to be decided here uh, in MLB. But yeah, glad to be here with you. Hopefully we can give out some more winners. I know we've got a couple already over the line. I know you had that with Tigers today as your... Um, dog of the day, that one came in. Oh, I did as well. I forgot about that. I knew yeah, I picked they, them, I forgot I'd put them up as my dog. Yeah, they won 10 to 3. And then, uh, Dylan's dog, uh, the Cubs are up 2 nothing right now in the bottom of the eight. So, hopefully, we can have another winning day here. Yeah, picked up a bit yesterday. I swept the graphic yesterday for the first time uh, in what feels like about six months, but it probably was only a few days. Uh, but managed to my man, Michael Lorenzen. No, I called my shot on that on Tuesday night. Michael Lorenzen did the business for me. And I can't even remember what my law was. The first five under in the St. Louis um, game with Quintana and Woodruff. Um, so, yeah, hit that. And then, yeah, the Tigers are on a roll at the moment. Um, they were 10 nothing up relatively early on against Kansas City tonight. Put that one to bed 10 to 3. So, yeah, things are picking up. And we have that one huge series. I know you're saying most things are settled, but um, the the thing that's left unsettled is one of the biggest things that there is, and it's the Mets read the Braves. So, uh, we'll chat about that series when we come to it. The Mets went ahead. Uh, yesterday when Edward, uh, Eduardo Escobar pretty much single-handedly dragged them out the shit yeah. um, in their game. And then the Braves dropped a soft one against the Washington Nationals. So all to play for there. So, uh, yeah, we got seven or eight games um, with playoff relevance. We'll have a look in the bottom draw as well. Um, few missing pitches, few missing lines, but uh, we will cross all those bridges when we uh, come upon them. Um, the lines that we're going to give to you tonight uh, will come from our headline sponsor at WinBet. Uh, WinBet is the perfect time for new customers to get across there. Bet $100, you'll get 100 bucks free. Uh, the WinBet Casino is open 24 hours a day as well. You get 100% there, up to $1,000. Uh, now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. So they know that we sent you sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you were someone who knows a gambling problem, call one 800 Promoguy.us is a great new tool for you to use as well. If you like your EV, uh, your plus EV betting strategies, uh, there's a VIP Discord group. Gives you loads of good information as well. Uh, you get daily 
promo updates. Um, they won't tell you what team is probable to win, but where you'll get the best odds and get the best promotions as well. Uh, a really well-run company as well. Small team of passionate sports fans. You get 100% track transparent and proven method for betting smarter at promoguy.us. Okay, Munaf, let us start with... All right, what a shambles this is. Um... It's a doubleheader tomorrow between the Phillies, uh, who were still scrapping for a wild card spot, and the Washington Nationals. Now, earlier on, there was only one game scheduled. I handicapped Bailey Falter against Patrick Corbin in this one. Since then, there's a doubleheader popped up, um, and we have any combination of Bailey Falter, Patrick Corbin, Eric Freddy, Noah Syndergaard, and then you discovered a bloke called Eddie Sanchez or something that I'd never heard of. So we've got five possible pitchers all playing against each other, Moonaf. So at this point, I have no idea what to do with this game. Um, yeah, I, I was looking at the schedule right there with you, and uh, I'm pretty sure it's a makeup game um, that got delayed or, sorry, got postponed because of weather between those two squads. So... Uh, I know Philadelphia is in Chicago uh, getting swept right now, and they have to make the trip down to Washington. Um, and I think they have to play, what, four games in five uh, – or sorry, yeah, four or five games in about uh, three days here. So um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, if we don't know the pitching matchups, what they are, because different sites are telling us different things, and there are also not any lines up yet. So I, mean, I don't know if you wanted to give something out there. Uh, I, I didn't have any. For, it for the series. Like you say, I handicap Falter and Corbin, and I don't even think that's close at this point. Um, what I will touch on, Moon, uh, briefly is what the Phillies are up to because they've got themselves in a decent wild card position, and then they appear to have kind of shit the bed uh, from there. They're, uh, they've lost four in a row, um, and not particularly uh, a big series. I know there's no easy games, but uh, they're, they're struggling currently against the Chicago Cubs. I'm just having a look at the wildcard standings now and Philly are hanging on by yeah. half a game to the Brewers. If they um, lose, they'll be tied now today. Yeah, there you go. Um, so that'll be sort of two two wins out of the last 10. Mm-hmm. The Brewers actually are giving them a chance. They're leaving the door ajar by, um, by not picking up many wins themselves, the Brewers. So, I mean... Out of these two teams, moving enough, the, the Phillies and the Brewers, is, 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 do you have a preference as the one that's more equipped for a, for a playoff run or more deserving of a playoff place even? Well, I have the under 89, 88 wins for the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, so right now they're sitting at 83. Three. Yeah. And they have to win six out of seven games from their final two series, which are against the Miami Marlins, play them four times, and the Arizona Diamondbacks. So both of those teams have been kind of scrappy, Malcolm. Um, I know there's some pitching, some good pitching on both of those teams with Alcantara and, you know, uh, especially with Arizona, Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly. So hopefully they're able, to, they're able to get two wins for me out of those seven games and I can catch that under. But I don't know. I, I think that maybe Philly would be more exciting to see in the playoffs just because, you know, Bryce Harper and that whole dynamic. But I really don't have a preference. Do you have one? I just think Philly are more likely to be able to go on a streak. I think they've been kind of more up and down where uh, Milwaukee have been in this historically bad division, this NL Central division, I think is one of the worst divisions in terms of win less, uh, like cumulative 
win-loss records for a hell of a number of years. Um, yeah. The AL Central is actually on that chart as well. Uh, so both Centrals have been absolutely manky uh, this year. But yeah, the Brewers are to have struggled in that division. I think it's probably an, it's probably worth five or six more wins uh, to Philly if, if they'd been in a, in a similar situation. So I think the Philly are more likely to be able to surprise um, a team. But yeah, neither of them are particularly inspiring. Um, we've got a couple of familiar faces in the chat. Uh, Dryden, Captain Insano. Captain Insano got in trouble for joining late yesterday. So he's on time today. Um, he's learned his lesson. He doesn't need to be told twice. Uh, Dryden as well. Uh, he's saying the fear of being reprimanded is the only reason that he listens to the show, which is not true. It's because it's consummately entertaining, Dryden. And me and Moon are expert handicappers, as you well know. So let's see if we can find a game that we can handicap more effectively here. Let's go to a 7.07 first pitch between Moonaf's Boston Red Sox and the Toronto Blue Jays where Nick Pavetta starts for Boston and Alec Manoa is on the hill for Toronto. The lines are... Let's see if I can find him. There we go. Boston plus 162. Toronto a minus 194 and the total here is set at eight and a half. Moonaf, what have you got? Yeah, I'll start with saying this that you know this season the Boston, <coughs> sorry, the Boston Red Sox have been owned by their own division. Um, look at the head-to-head matchup, Malcolm, between the Toronto Blue Jays and the Boston Red Sox this season. I believe the Toronto Blue Jays are like thirteen and three against the Red Sox so far this season, and now you're going up against. Possibly the best pitcher of this rotation for the Toronto Blue Jays and Alec Manoa, who is 15 and 7 on the season with a 2.31 ERA. Last five games, he's been absolutely incredible for the Toronto Blue Jays. 3 and 0 with a 1.03 ERA. He's faced Boston twice this season. Sorry, three times this season, 2 and 0 with a 1.35 ERA. And we talked a lot throughout the season that we just prefer Alec Manoa at home in Rogers Center or stadium um, where he is six and four with a 2.58 ERA and overall his career, Malcolm, he's had great success against this Red Sox team. Uh, He's had a total of five appearances. This dates back to last season. He's a perfect three and O with a 1.74 ERA and Nick Pavetta has been completely opposite this season, 10 and 11 with a 4.48 ERA Um, against Toronto this season, three starts. He has a 5.52 ERA. He's allowed nine earned runs in 14 and two-thirds innings. Against AL East opponents, Nick Pavetta is one and seven with a 6.81 ERA. And anytime Nick Pavetta's on the mound, I want to fade him in some form or fashion. I think that this is going to be an opportunity for the Toronto Blue Jays to put up runs against Nick Pavetta, and especially this uh, uh, bullpen for the Red Sox. So, Obviously, I don't want to lay that minus 190 price. Uh, if you want to take a look at the run line for the Toronto Blue Jays, I think that's one way I would look at it. That is at plus money right now at plus 105. But I think I really do like the team total in this game for the Toronto Blue Jays. That number's not currently out yet, but I would anticipate it at being around four and a half, uh, possibly a five at even money in this game. So I think that's the way I want to look at it is Blue Jays. First five team total over and full game over. Uh, Malcolm. Yeah, so... There was just quite a few things that kept pushing me in the direction of Toronto here. I know um, and Captain Encino was rightly pointing out that uh, they have clinched that wildcard spot, so they could possibly take the foot off the pedal just a little bit. 
Yeah. We've had kind of mixed results when we've been following that trend this year. Um, it doesn't seem we've affected. I don't. I, I wouldn't factor it in. Is the short answer. There's been a couple of occasions. Uh, teams with travel spots and not with trust. Uh, teams who've clinched divisions, but uh, Cleveland have just cracked on this week. They've just carried on rolling and winning games. So the things to me with, I mean, clearly the best pitcher on the mound out of the two is Manoa over Pavetta. You've got the home advantage as well. I thought Toronto on the run line, Munaf, uh, exactly as you pointed out. That price is just a little bit of plus money, plus 108 on the run line. Because, um, yeah, Pavetta kind of looks ready to give up on the season. I watched Boston tonight and they were okay. They got a win over the yeah. Orioles, uh, but that bottom half of that lineup just looks a little bit, well, it looks quite a lot, sort of lightweight at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think Toronto at home uh, should have too much for them and should be able to get the job, the job done and cover the handicap there. Um, next up, I keep having, I keep forgetting which teams have clinched now and having to pick these games uh, off the off the top of my head. Eight ten Eastern first pitches the Tampa Bay Rays and the Houston Astros. Um, Drew Rasmussen is definitely starting for Tampa Bay. Houston have only just announced, or it has just been uh, picked up on, that Framba Valdez is going to go to the bump for the Houston Astros. Um, And as a result, we've got no lines on this one um, at all. Um, I can give you a little handicap on it. Uh, Rasmussen is 10-7 and on the season. He has a 285 ERA, 139 innings pitched with 122 strikeouts. Framba Valdez on the season... Uh, he has a record of 16-5 and five with a 269 ERA, pitched 191 innings with 182 strikeouts. Rasmussen, he's going okay. Um, 318 ERA in his last five starts. He has lost three in a row. He's been getting no run support. I don't know what he's done to upset the rest of the Tampa Bay bats, but um, he gets nothing off them at all. Slightly worse on the road, 359. Um, and Tampa Bay's road record moving off is horrible, 34 and 40 yeah. um, on the road, which is really disappointing. Um, Framba Valdez, 283 um, in his last um, five starts, going along absolutely fine. He actually gave up four earned runs in his last start at Baltimore, uh, which was one of his worst starts of the season, to be honest. He's rock solid. He's got a nine-inning shutout against Detroit on the 12th of September. I don't know what the prices are going to be here. I'm still not convinced by this Tampa Bay um, offence. I mean, they, I think they lost last night 2-1. to one. Was that the Cleveland game? I think Cleveland turned right. them over 2-1 to one last night. Yeah. These are big spots for Tampa Bay, and they're just not coming through. Um, I don't know what price. I think this will be a relatively close on the books. Um Houston will be favourites. I'd maybe, if I was making a line here, maybe he's put Houston up at minus 130 or something thereabouts. Do you think I'm miles out? Because the Astros would be my pick. Yeah, I was thinking maybe minus 140, minus 150 in that range. But it looks like the Rays have almost clinched a playoff spot as well, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, They're getting close. Um it's a five-game separation between the Mariners and the Orioles, and yeah, the that's Rays right. are about five and a half ahead of that. So, yeah. Um, so, and another thing that I did read this morning, uh, at least on the local uh, part with the Astros, is that all the scheduled days off for their main guys are now done. They're going to be playing their regular guys for the rest of the week. And Dusty Baker said it's for the integrity of the game that he doesn't want to sit, you know, guys like Altuve and Alvarez and things like that. So, you know, you're going to get the A-plus lineup for the Astros. Um, 
know, Valdez, he had that incredible run of those quality starts where he did break the record. I think the franchise record for the Astros. And I know, you know, his last game, he did give up four earned runs to the Baltimore uh, Orioles, but he's also getting the run support in, in over his last three games as well. He got seven when he faced the Tigers. He got 11 when he faced the A's and 11 to more when he faced the Baltimore Orioles. And I know it's Drew Rasmussen on the mound who's been pretty stellar for this team, but I just think from an offensive perspective that this Astros team is just a lot better. Rasmussen did face his uh, Astros team back on September 19th, um, where he did give up four earned runs to the Astros, and they won that game four to nothing. So um, I'm not going to fade this Astros team. I think they're still going to be playing their regular guys, like I mentioned, and I think that just going to want to make some momentum going into the postseason. So I'm going to take the Astros with you. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, as much as I said I wasn't going to fade the Rays, they, they're still not really blowing my skate up particularly. Um, I'm going to tell you about no house advantage before we move on. Uh, changing the game, offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform today. You can play pick'em contests versus other people for a shot winning over $250,000 in cash. Download the app, choose your contest, select your player props and move up the leaderboard to win the big money. All the sports that you uh, that you crave are in there as well. So make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined. Uh, our promo code is SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get the first deposit match up to $25. Uh, Le Piscine et Don La Bibliothèque. That, Moonaf, is French. Um, if you want to learn French and be as exotic and swarthy as me, Babbel is the place to do it. Uh, a new language learning app with over 10 million subscribers. Um, loads of fun and loads of different ways to learn your new language. You can be pe- uh, speaking fluently in, in under three weeks. They have things like podcasts, games, videos, stories, live classes, um, 14 different languages to choose from. Um, and they have uh, a speech recognition technology, which helps um, improve your pronunciation and accent. Uh, you'll get 55% off your subscription if you go to babble.com slash SGP. That's babble.com slash SGP, up to 55% off your subscription. Bubble is language for life. And Odds Trader. Um, Odds Trader is a place, a really good tool. Uh, if you're a better, you can compare firstly different sign up codes and promos, and then all the different odds from different sports weeks. Once you're up and running, uh, they will give you things like play by play updates, live scores, um, the bet tracker, which is hugely important, um, key game statistics, player stats, projected game day weather, etc. All of these things are available at oddstrader.com slash blue wire odds trader is the number one site for all of your game day bets next 8 10 eastern first pitch no it isn't i forgot the mets get in well done jeff fox one for you there uh 720 eastern first pitch to the game and the uh series of the weekend and maybe the season um in terms of what's riding on it we've touched on it already 720 between the new york mets and the atlanta braves jacob de grom goes for the New York Mets and the left-hander Max Fried for the Atlanta Braves. And as it should be um, in a game of this magnitude, it is a pick'em, I think. Oh, whoa, I've seen a little bit of line movement, actually. It was a pick'em this afternoon when I handicapped it. Uh, a little bit of money's coming on the Mets. New York Mets are minus 120. Atlanta Braves are now even money, plus 100. Total is six and a half. Um Nothing, nothing ventured, nothing gained here, Moonaf. It's uh, it's a big old series. Friday night, um, to Grom against Freed. What have you got? 
Boy, if I was living in Atlanta, Malcolm, I would be buying a ticket to go watch this game. This is going to be an absolute brilliant game. Um, two aces on the mound for their respective teams. The division title on the line here in this series. I mean, this pretty much feels like deja vu, uh, Malcolm. I feel like we were talking about the same time last year where we said that the NL East is going to come down to the final week of the season. And here we are again between the Mets and the and the Braves. Um, so just kind of set it up here, Malcolm. Um, the Mets have a one-game lead over the Braves right now. Um, it's going to be crazy to think that both of these teams could possibly end up with 100 wins in the same division. I know we had that last year in the NL uh, NL West. But uh, Jacob deGrom has struggled a little bit, Malcolm. I mean, uh, over his last three games, he's allowed at least three earned runs uh, to the opposition. That was against the Cubs, the Pirates, and the Oakland A's, and that's not very Jacob DeGrom-like. Um, he's, he has does he did have the strikeouts against the Pirates and the Cubs where he had 13 and 10. Uh, he, he has faced the Braves already two times this season uh, where he is one and one with a 3.65 ERA. He's allowed at least two earned runs uh, in both of those starts. Uh, like I mentioned, the Braves – Won one game and the Mets won one game, five to two Braves victory, and then uh, a three to two victory for the uh, Atlanta Braves. Max Fried on the other side, thirteen and seven on the season, a two point five zero ERA. Last five games has struggled a little bit, at least you know getting wins. Where he is one and three with a two point three three ERA, seven earned runs, and twenty seven uh, innings allowed. Oh, sorry, innings pitched. Um, his last two starts were against the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, where they won one and lost one has faced the Mets already four times this season. This will be his fifth start against the New York Mets two and two so far this season with a flat ERA of 3.00. He's allowed at least two earned runs in every single one of those starts uh, against the uh, uh, New York Mets. Um, kind of just looking at the final scores here, Malcolm five to two victory for the Braves. Uh, another one was a four to one victory for the Mets. And his last two starts, 6-2 victory for the Mets. And then his last start where the Braves did win against the Mets was a 3-2 victory. So I wish this number was at 7 uh, on the total. It is at <laughs> 6.5, rightfully so. I would have taken the under at 7. But I'm going to start with the Mets here. I think that Jacob deGrom uh, will find his form again against his Braves team. I think that they're able to get the job done here. And again, just looking at WRC plus numbers against left-handed pitching the Mets over the last two weeks are number four in the entire league with a 154 uh, WRC plus against left-handed pitching. So I think that's where it kind of tips the scale for me. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Mets minus 120 against the Braves in this uh, game one of the series, Malcolm. Yeah, I think the, the the game or your handicap hinges really about reading DeGrom's lines recently. And if you looked at him and it was any other name, if you didn't know what name was next to the pitcher, you might think that he struggled. But actually, there's a couple of games here that I watched. The Pittsburgh game, um, three earned runs. It was one swing of the bat from O'Neill Cruz, um, yeah. who's been hitting them out. He hit a couple of absolute bullets yesterday in a game I watched against the Reds. But actually, DeGrom's whip's been weird. I mean, he did struggle at Auckland last time. I'll give you that one. Um, mm. Four walks, which he had two walks in his previous four starts. So uh, the last time, his whip has been under one in both of those games. You've got four hits and no walks in five innings, then five hits and no walks in six innings. And in baseball, one swing of the bat can get it done. So um, DeGrom, to me, just he's a big game player as well, you know. Um, not saying that uh, Max Reed isn't. I've just got more faith... Um, in Jacob to come. I thought this was game was important that 
um, I was if you hadn't picked a side move enough, I was going to force you into it. I, I think it was important that we have some balls and pick a side yeah. in this one um, because these games are, are what we're here for. And I agree with you. I come down on the side of the New York Mets. I mean, they got away with it last night, but that'll have given them a little bit of momentum as well. Uh, Escobar, I think they were with the four runs behind in the seventh inning. Yeah. And Escobar pretty much picked them up and dragged them over the finish line himself. And the Braves have flattered to deceive in the last couple of weeks. They've had plenty chances uh, and keep coming down and scoring one or two runs against opposition like the Nationals. Um, the Yeah, so I agree with you, Munaf. Long story short, I'm going to take yeah. the New York Mets at minus yeah, 120. Go on. There's more pressure on the Mets to win this series and get the division versus like the Braves because Braves coming off the World Series. They've made this a race now. Um and it's always a narrative every single year that the Mets always, you know, choke. And I think this is yeah. an opportunity to really come into Atlanta and just, you know, seal up this division. Absolutely agree with you, Moonaf. Next is, I can go back down the page to where I was, to the eight ten Eastern first pitch between the Miami Marlins and the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Miami have Sandy Alcantara going to the hill and Corbin Burns draws the start for the Brewers. The lines on this one are... Miami plus 150, Brewers minus 179. The total is set at six. Great. The Miami Marlins just drag the totals down wherever they go. Um, and we'll come back across to you to lead us off with this one, Muna. Yeah, Corbin Burns, uh, 11 and 8 on the season, 3.11 ERA. You know, we talked about the Brewers out there fighting for that wild card spot. So these are games that they need to take advantage of and win. Um, unfortunately for them, well, fortunately and unfortunately, I guess we can say, Malcolm, they do have Corbin Burns on the mound, but they also have to go up against Sandy Alcantara, the runaway Cy Young winner right now for the um, uh, National League. But, you know, Burns has struggled over his last five games. He's 2-2 two and two with a 4.41 ERA, 16 earned runs allowed in 32 and two-thirds innings pitched. Had a rough outing against the New York Mets where he allowed five earned runs, and he's allowed at least two earned runs in three straight starts against the opposition he did have a solid outing against the Marlins earlier this year where he did go seven innings, Malcolm, and only allowed five hits, did allow one earned run in that game. Um, I think he took a no decision in that game, but I quickly want to see um, if the Brewers did actually did win that game. So, yeah, they did win that game two to one. And again, like I mentioned, for the Marlins is Sandy uh, Alcantara on the mound. 11, 14 and eight on the season, 2.32 ERA, 199 strikeouts. Um, last five games, he is two and two with a 3.34 ERA. Uh, he's been brilliant over his last two starts. It was against the Nationals where he did go a combined 17 innings, allowed 10 hits, but only two earned runs in that span. Um, I don't, yeah, he hasn't faced the Brewers so far this season. I just kind of feel like there's some value here on the Miami Marlins here, Malcolm. Um, especially with Sandy, it's just being at this big price of plus 150. I know the narrative is out there that, hey, the Brewers have to win to get a wild card spot here. They're in that battle with the Phillies. But when you're giving me the Cy Young Award winner in the National League at plus 150 odds and the recent struggles of Corbin Burns, I, I got to come down on the Miami Marlins side here at plus 150, Malcolm. Well, moving enough, our cycles have synced by the looks of it because I've got exactly the same pick here. I actually wrote them down at plus 140 earlier on, so I'll happily take the extra 10 points at uh, the price of plus 150. Um, Miami have been a little bit more competitive lately. They've won some decent games. They've upset the, the Mets, and you can absolutely get behind Alcantara 
uh, this kind of price, plus 150. The Brewers have a chance to leapfrog the Phillies. We've just mentioned the Phillies got turned over already today, or we're getting turned over. Um, and if the Brewers can beat Miami in the Thursday night game, uh, they will be in pole position to lock up that spot. But I still don't trust them. I know I sound like a broken record because I have been fading the Brewers for about two months now, but they still don't do an awful lot for me. Um, and I, I certainly, I wouldn't ever really want to be back in the Brewers at a price of minus 180. Uh, the Perfectly capable of winning this game, but not at that price. And I th- this is going to be close as well. The, the lower the scoring game, I think the more likelihood you have of an upset because um, yeah. we're looking at, you say, six and a half runs as a total. Uh, so this is going to be something like three to two. Um, and the fewer runs there are, you only need to come down on the right side of one. Mm. Um, and the Miami Marlins can get this done for us at plus 150. Next is a, where should we go? We will go to 940 Eastern first pitch between the Oakland Athletics and the Seattle Mariners. Um, Ken Waldichuk, friend of the show, will go for the Oakland Athletics and Logan Gilbert goes for Seattle. And both of these are TBD pitches as it happens. Um, and oh, I can't see any lines, unfortunately. Um, have you got, did you have those two pitches going, Munaf? Just. Yeah, for uh, the Oakland A's, uh, like you mentioned, Ken Waldenchuk, and then Logan Gilbert is going to go for uh, the Seattle Mariners. I mean, I can give you a handicap here. I think that Mariners are probably going to be north of a $2 favorite in this game. Um, Waldenchuk just has not been very good so far. One and two with a 7.15 ERA. Uh, He's allowed at least five earned runs. uh, Sorry, he's allowed at least four earned runs in three straight games. He's allowed three earned runs in four straight games. And the Oakland A's have lost four of his last five starts um, in those games. And I know he's gone up against pretty good offenses, where Seattle is another pretty good offense uh, that they're going up against. And, you know, we talked about how they're also in that wild card race for that second or third spot. Um, but Logan Gilbert, 13 and 6 on the season, 3.29 ERA, last five games, 3 and 1 with a 2.25 ERA uh, against the A's so far this season. Um, Logan Gilbert, let me see if I can filter this down to this season. Uh, he does have two starts against them, one and no, but he has a 4.91 uh, ERA. One start earlier in uh, Seattle where he did struggle, he gave up four earned runs to them. But the A's, sorry, the Mariners came back and won that game, and the last game they did lose four to three. But with, with Wallachuk on the mound here, Malcolm, I can only look at the Mariners run line here. If I think a better bet would probably be their Mariners uh, team totals in this game, whether it's first five or it's a full game. I, I think that they're going to be able to put up some runs in this game against uh, this Oakland A's pitching staff. Yeah, there's two ways that I, I came to look at this. We, I was quite looking forward to watching Waldy Chuck pitch when he came up. I remember Megan um, Dillon talked about him on the first show that we had. Um, but he's just settled into mediocrity, really. Um the games that he started, the the total runs, Munaf, have all been double figures in his five games. We've got a, a 14, a 13, a 15, a 10 and a 12. Yeah. And so there's been a lot of runs there. And as you pointed out, um, Logan Gilbert, two starts against the A's this season, six earned runs on 14 hits over 11 innings. So there was two ways of uh, handicapping this. Whether it takes Seattle run line, Oh, I quite like the over. Um, I think, I don't know what the over would come. Maybe, they're never very high when you see Oakland in there. Um, oh, Seattle for that matter. They tend to be, I 
I might have put this up at seven and a half or maybe eight. It's certainly not going to be uh, much further north of that. Um, so with all those double figures, I, I thought either Seattle will beat them relatively comfortably, but I think Oakland can get a couple as they've already proved twice this season off Gilbert. So I'll be taking one or other of those or maybe even uh, parlay them both when I see some lines come out. Um, there's one other game that's worthy um, of, a, of a bit of a fuller handicap here, which is the 9.40 Eastern first pitch between the um, Chicago White Sox and the San Diego Padres. Um, Davis Martin is going for the White Sox. Um, the Padres pitcher is TBD. I've got you Darvish going. Uh, we've still got no lines, um, but with the Padres still um, hanging around in the wild card race, Munaf, um, how do you feel about the, the Padres hosting the White Sox tomorrow? Yeah, White Sox have been officially eliminated from playoff contention last night, but Davis Martin has been pretty good for this White Sox pitching staff. He's uh, He has a 2-5 and five record with a 3.86 ERA, but... You know, he's, he's pitched pretty well. Uh, or his last five games, he is one and two, but he has a 2.81 ERA and on the road, two and three with a 2.97 ERA. Uh, last start was against the Detroit Tigers. Actually, his last two starts were against the Detroit Tigers. Uh, 12 innings pitch, he allowed 10 hits and only four earned runs in, in that span. Hugh Darvish, so far this season, 16 and seven with a 3.05 ERA. He's been absolutely incredible at home for the San Diego Padres, where he is seven and two. Uh, with a 2.45 ERA. So I think that any way I would look at this game, I would probably want to back you Darvish at home. Uh, he's just been absolutely phenomenal. And um, uh, and I again, Padres still have something to play for, I guess, just finding a rhythm, especially offensively. But with the White Sox, you really, I mean, there's nothing left for you to play for, right? The season's pretty much over. You're uh, eliminated from playoff contention. Um, and that's pretty much just what it is. So, uh, and again, last five games for you, Darvish, five and zero with a one point three six ERA, um, and uh, four of his last five starts have been on the road. Now he gets to come back home, and uh, surprisingly enough, Malcolm, the last five games that Jude Darvish has started for the Padres, they've covered their run line in every single one of those games. So, if you want to probably get some plus odds on this, uh, you could probably take the Padres on the run line with you, Darvish, on the mound. Yeah, the White Sox eventually won a game of baseball tonight because it's been absolutely ages. And the Padres aren't home and host um, in this wildcard race. They have a two-and-a-half game lead over the Phillies and then uh, a three-game lead over the Brewers. So they, they still need to... They've got a little bit of business to take care of. They still need to win maybe two or three uh, of their last seven games, just to be sure, in case both the Phillies and the Brews go on a little bit of a run. But yeah, I agree with every, everything you say there. Um, Captain Insano's leaning towards the under. Um, just be a game behind two uh, pitches. And like you say, White Sox have given up. So yeah, I, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't put you off any of that. So just having a little look around. Uh, we've done all right the last couple of nights, looking at the bottom draw. There's, there's winners still to be had. There's quite a few of these um, other games moving off that I quite enjoyed uh, having a look at and handicapping. And then I've seen the prices and I've enjoyed them even more. The first one um, is Cleveland. Uh, we've been rolling with Cleveland every night and they keep getting it done. They got it done again at a good yeah. price last uh, last night. Um, tomorrow, they are at home to the Kansas City Royals. Uh, it's Zach Pleasak against Brady Singer. And we're getting a price of um, minus 130 against Cleveland. And we've said that they are absolutely not taking their foot off the gas. There's no real need to. 
they're just carrying along, being in good habits, I think, is what they're doing. Um, Zach Prezak obviously isn't uh, great. He's been going along steady, though. He's not been absolutely horrible. Uh, three or four earned runs um, over six or he's even, he went seven innings last time out. Um, a lot of close games, a lot of unders. The last three games he's played have all finished... Um, 4-3 actually so seven seven runs in those but I thought Plezak was a relatively good price against this Kansas City team um, who got shellacked tonight um, against the Detroit Tigers um, the Detroit Tigers therefore um, were another pick of mine uh, they're finishing the season really strong all of a sudden uh, they've just decided to play and they've got a game against Minnesota tomorrow um, Detroit a plus 125 with Tyler Alexander on the mound against Joe Ryan. Joe Ryan is the only pitcher on Minnesota that I trust at the moment, but um, I just don't trust Minnesota at all. It was, I think it was them that the the White Sox beat tonight, actually. Um, so, yeah, the, 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 the Twins have just pretty much wrapped in. So Detroit at a good price. We got them uh, on the Tuesday night show. They've won again there tonight and I'll take them again on Friday. And finally, another one here is Pittsburgh at the St. Louis Cardinals, where uh, Johan Oviedo is going for Pittsburgh, but Jack Flaherty is going for St. Louis. And obviously this is a little bit of a handicap of Jack Flaherty because he's really, really struggled since he came back um, from his injury. Just hasn't looked settled even a little bit. Um, the Cardinals are a crazy price tomorrow behind Flaherty. They're minus 214. So I'll be wanting some variety of uh, Pittsburgh action. Either the first five over... Um, because Cardinals can chip in with that, get a few runs off Oviedo, or Pittsburgh on the first five, which I reckon will be around about a price of 160. I think might be a little bit of fun value because Florida's struggling. Like I say, O'Neill Cruz keeps sitting lasers around the place. Yeah. Um, so he could, another three-run bump from him and we could land a fancy price. So they would be my bottom draw picks. I, I, um, I found more in the bottom draw than I did uh, going through the top draw stuff for uh, Munaf. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think your point about Jack Flaherty is spot on there. I mean, he is just struggling at least over his last three starts, and it's really been a command and control issue for him. You take a look, he's had at least four walks in two out of the last three games, and and one of those games was against the Pittsburgh Pirates, like you just mentioned. I think that you probably want to take it in the first five because I don't trust that Pirates bullpen. Uh, yep. He did allow three earned runs to the Pirates team in five innings, like I mentioned, four hits. He also gave up two uh, home runs in that game. I believe, like you mentioned, it was to uh, O'Neill Cruz in that game. Um yeah, I like it. I think that there's some good value there on the on the Pirates first five and possibly looking at the over in the game. Uh, kind of going back to the uh, uh, sorry the uh, the Cleveland game. Uh, Zach please like just does he makes me a little bit nervous just because he just yeah. is not having a very good season so far. Um, and he has struggled against Detroit as well this season. Um, he's had I think four starts again against them already this season. Uh, where he is 0-2 with a 3.08, sorry, 3.80 ERA. So, um, yeah, I, I think that I think they like the uh, the Pirates pick a little bit more because they've they've been feisty, um, you know, kind of winding down the season here as well. Uh, so, yeah, I agree about the Pirates in that first five over. I think that Cardinals offense is more than capable of scoring some runs and getting that over for you as well. Okie doke. Uh, lock and dog picks to come. Uh, in a moment, um, after I've told you firstly about the Elias Game Plan app, um, almost certainly you've heard of the Elias Sports Bureau, uh, the official statisticians of the US Pro Sports Leagues and one of the most trusted name 
in stats um, and their app is going to help you whether it's in your fantasy league whether you're betting on your team or if you just want to sound clever uh, when you're talking to your mates at work um, the Elias game plan app will give you things like league validated team player news and stats head-to-head team comparisons um, key insights from the Elias statisticians including injury impact analysis so loads of great stuff there um, what you need to do to elevate your NFL season is download the Elias Game Plan app. That's E-L-I-A-S. Uh, we've got a special offer as well, 15% off your annual subscription if you use the promo code SGPN15. Find the Elias Game Plan sports betting in the App Store or Play Store. Use our promo code SGPN15. And to watch all the football, once you've got your bets on, Fubo TV is the place to do it. Complete coverage of college and pro football, uh, including the Red Zone, my favourite. Uh, no contract, no commitment. You can cancel at any time. And there's over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment. Uh, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Go to fubotv.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. Uh, right then, locks and dogs, Moonaf. Um, lots to choose from. What do you fancy? Um, all right, for my lock, uh, let's see here. There's a couple games that we really did like. Um, I really do like the Blue Jays tomorrow. I'm going to take their mm-hmm. run line minus one and a half with Alec Manoa on the mound. I'm going to fade the Red Sox, especially with Nick Pavetta. I mean, he's just been struggling since the All-Star break, to say the least. He has terrible numbers against this Blue Jays team as well. And again, you know, the Blue Jays, they would probably want to build some momentum uh, coming off of uh, kind of just winding down the season, right? I know there's they're in that wild card. Obviously, that AL East is clinched, but um, you know you you want to keep on winning games and just stay in a, in a good spot. So I'll take the Blue Jays minus one and a half plus one hundred five as my lock uh, for my dog. Uh, Mention it. I think there's just too much value on this. Miami Marlins money line plus 150 with Sandy Alcantara on the mound. I know Corbin Burns has not been in great form here. And like you talked about that with the total this low at six and a half, that if, you know, if, if Sandy's able to go out there and pitch really well, um, this could be possibly a three, two, two, one, two, zero type of victory for the Marlins. So at a plus 150 price, I'm going to take the Miami Marlins as my dog, Malcolm. Yeah, that's fair enough. That That's kind of made my mind up about my dog. I had two, two to choose from. Uh, but I won't go double dog. I'll go my other way. In fact, we'll start there. Um, and we're going to head to the bottom draw. We'll take Pittsburgh, uh, first five, um, just to maybe put up um, a few runs against the struggling Jack Flaherty. Uh, not hugely convinced um, by Johan Oviedo and what's going to follow him for Pittsburgh. But I think in this game, um, if they get a couple of base runners, maybe O'Neill Cruz can hit one out uh, and Pittsburgh can can have the half-time lead in that game. For my luck, I am going to go to the other end of the spectrum, uh, to the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm going to go to the top of the shop and I'm going to take the New York Mets. Um, we need to have a lock in this big game. Yeah, I just prefer the Mets. I know you all take the pace and call me a secret Mets fan, but that's just not really true. <laughs> um, but I think DeGrom's going to turn up tomorrow. Um, I am really looking forward to it. I've got no work tomorrow night, so I'm going to keep yeah. myself awake and watch at least the first five or six innings and see how it grips me from there and watch the rest over breakfast in the morning. But yeah, looking forward to this one a lot. And I thought um, 
MLB gambling show moving off. We have to grow up here and um, lock something up from this game. Uh, so I'm going to take the New York Mets. I had them down at minus 110. Uh, shift at the minus 120 now. So we'll see where the line moves between now and then. Uh, and that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is the end of the show. Um, anything else we need to know, Munaf? No, I mean, looking forward to some new series. I know, uh, like we mentioned, a lot of it has already been decided. Uh, where We still have some wild card implications in the National League, and obviously we talked in, uh, at extent about the uh, NLE. So definitely looking forward to that series. My eyes will be glued to that series as well. Um, so looking forward to it. And then, you know, next week we're going to get into some playoff talk and it's going to be a lot of fun, Malcolm. Who's um, going to win the football tonight? Uh, I like the Bengals tonight uh, on the spread, minus three and a half. Okie doke. Uh, uh, I will go and have a small uh, investment on that. On your head, be it, Moonaf. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Good luck with all your bets. Everyone who's in the chat, Dryden, the captain. Um, we do appreciate it. The usual place, like, rate, review, uh, all that sort of shenanigans. Everything you need to know for your NFL bets. And, in fact, just everything you need to know is on sportsgamblingpodcast.com and on the app as well, and where you will find um, your podcasts. So thanks. Appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow, reckon, with a lock dog tool. Um, until then, we will see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>